Let's start thinking of Hollywood Brown as a player who signed a one-year free agent deal this offseason. Pro Football Focus doesn't think too highly of the Arizona Cardinals secondary. And let's kick off top five week, baby. Alex Nancy, Locked On Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's Wednesday, baby. It's Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. I am back after my 48-hour hiatus. I guess business day hiatus. Um, bringing you content Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday through middle of July. I'll be doing three podcasts a week, and then starting July 18th, we'll be back to five days a week when camp starts up. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. If this is your first listen ever, thank you. If this is your second Really appreciate it. If you've been with me since 2017, I appreciate that as well. You can also check me out on Locked On NFL Thursday with Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans doing more national approach towards the NFL. Uh, but here it's all Cardinals all the time, baby. we got plenty of stuff to talk about. Tomorrow and Friday, I'll be doing top five lists, six of them. I tweeted out um, for some ideas. I've got nine ideas that I'm going to choose from. But if I see a, a great idea from somebody following me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in. I already have two of them. I mean, you guys are smarter than I am. So pop them in, reach out on uh, at, Locked on AZ Car- or at Locked on AZ Cards or at Clancy's Corner on Twitter, and I'll pop in top five lists that you want to hear. We're going to do one today in the third segment that I'll discuss. Uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about first, though. Pro Football Focus ranked the Cardinals 27th uh, when they were ranking secondaries across the 32 NFL teams. I'm going to discuss that in the second segment because even though I've – uh, come out and discussed that the Cardinals probably could have done more at this point to bolster their secondary. Um, I still feel like that's a little low. I'll talk about that in the second segment. Hollywood Brown is in the third year of his four-year first-round pick contract. Okay? What I mean by that is he's in his fourth year of his of his five-year rookie scale contract and i don't know how to say this so i'm trying to frame it as such we need to start thinking of hollywood brown as a one-year free agent signing this offseason and not a player who the cardinals traded a first round pick for let me explain his agent tory dandy Okay. You may not know his name. You will soon because he's a well-known great agent. He used to play in the NFL. Like this dude is the agent for, let's see if things start to come into a little more clarity here. Debo Samuel and AJ Brown specifically. The reason why that's important is AJ Brown just got a massive contract extension before his rookie scale contract was up. Debo Samuel said he's wanted out of San Francisco. It's still up in the air. I would assume that they're going to pay him, but either they're going to pay him or they're going to trade him, and he's still on his rookie-scale deal. If Hollywood Brown has an average to somewhat above-average season this year, which everybody expects that he will, barring injury and other things, he's going to want a massive extension before his rookie-scale contract runs out. So 
it was framed when Rodney, when Ronnie Hudson, when Hollywood Brown was traded to the Cardinals, that you give him a first round pick, you get a third round pick back, and you get a guy that still is controllable for two years. And while on paper, that's correct. And, you know, maybe it will pan out, especially if he has like a thousand yards receiving this year in six touchdowns and he completely sputters out, which we don't expect to happen. There's no way with how the tea leaves are being read right now, and especially with who his agent is and how excellent he is at his job, leveraging talent before the rookie scale contract is up and getting those guys deals. We saw that with AJ Brown again, uh, getting traded to Philadelphia and getting a contract extension. I had Ari Mayrov on from Pro Football Focus, one of the best minds in the business last week. And he was surprised that Steve Kime didn't get a contract done pretty much on draft night just like Howie Roseman did uh, in Philly with A.J. Brown. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that the Cardinals are going to have two years to of, of contract for Hollywood Brown before they have to pay him more money. If he has a great, a great year this year, he's going to want to get paid after this season, not after the 2023 season. So that's why I'm framing it. If we start to shift our mindset now that Hollywood Brown was a one-year free agent signing on a prove-it deal, it's easier to stomach the fact that the Cardinals are going to have to pay him $20-plus million after the 2022 season and not after the 2023 season. So it's a chicken-or-the-egg scenario. Would you rather draft a wide receiver in the first round like the Cardinals could have? And had control and had control for you know three or four seasons with a very very team friendly cap hit, or would you trade for a more proven commodity for pretty much a one year deal before having to pay him? I don't know what's better. You take the proven commodity, and you have to pay him sooner, or you take a shot with wide receivers who are much more equipped to play at the NFL level earlier than maybe we've ever seen with the potency that we're seeing now. There's pros to both. There's cons to both. Obviously, the variability involved in drafting a wide receiver is potent. Understood. And also, there's a much shorter time frame to see if Hollywood Brown's going to be a wide receiver one or wide receiver one and a half for the future with it only being one year before you're going to have to pay him. Now, the Armageddon, well, the, let's go. Best case scenario is he absolutely balls out, deserves the money, you pay him. That, that, that's the scenario where it's like bona fide wide receiver one absolutely is every, – everything is absolutely working out between him and Kyler Murray. They, they go back to their Norman days. It's as if they didn't skip a beat. They're like friends who talk once a year, but when, they're, when they hang out, it's like nothing's changed. You hope that that's what the case is. The other side, the Armageddon side is he doesn't play well this year. He wants a massive deal, and the Cardinals – don't want to pay him that. So they, you know, they've already, they've already exercised his fifth year. So they have the, the fifth year option. He doesn't play on it. And then he requests a trade. That's the worst case scenario. I don't think, I don't think anybody thinks that's going to happen, but it needs to be discussed as just, you know, the pair, the paradigm shift from what could be great. What could be terrible. You're probably going to be somewhere in the middle, but I implore people, please start to shift your thought process about the Hollywood Brown acquisition as signing him to a one-year deal and not, oh, they gave him a first-round pick for this guy and he's he's still controllable for two years, that's a good business decision because 
when it comes down to it, if Hollywood Brown balls out this year, he's going to want to get paid before the start of the 2023 season and not after it. Alex Lanty, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks again for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Pro Football Focus hasn't been kind to the Cardinals this offseason, except for Connor McQuiston, who I had on the show, um, uh, graph where Cliff Kingsbury was rated the fourth best quarterback or the fourth best head coach with an average roster across the entirety of NFL head coaches. Go check out that check out that interview um, um, on on the YouTube page. Please subscribe, like, you know, whatever. I like comments, positive or negative. If you want to hit a five star review, that's awesome. Um, I enjoy doing this every day, and I'm happy you're along the road with me. Pro Football Focus next. Locked on Cardinals, first rockauto.com. So we know a couple things about Rock Auto. One, their prices are reliably low. They treat you like family. And they've been an online business for 20 years. Those are the things that we know, okay? We know that they don't have supply chain issues. We know that they're not a chain storefront store that's going to upcharge you 30, 40, 50, even sometimes 100% for parts, for stocking fees, and, you know, whatever else chain storefronts want to charge you extra for. And I feel like that's enough. Go to rockauto.com. Type in whatever you need for your car or truck. Be like, yo, paint, man. Don't say yo or man or have any sort of commas or anything involved. You're like paint, make and model, boop, bump, front door a couple days later. Again, prices are reliably low. They're family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Second segment, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out. If this is the first time listening, thank you. If this is your second time listening, thank you. If this is your first time out of three that you're going to listen to this week, thank you. Tell your friends, Locked On Cardinals. Like, um, I enjoy taking an opinionated approach on your favorite team. I like holding people, employees accountable for transgressions on the field. These are never personal attacks at the people themselves ever. These are avatars, a head coach avatar, a GM avatar, quarterback avatar, a left tackle avatar. It doesn't matter. It's never a personal attack on the person themselves. And I feel like the distinction is necessary to be made once in a while. So that's it from me because, you know, everybody's exemplary at their craft of plays in the NFL and coaches in the NFL and the scale grading on a curve is where we and other talking heads jump in and give our thoughts. Pro football focus has the Cardinals secondary ranked 27th out of possible 32 teams. And this is something to unpack because after the Cardinals 11 and six season last year, regardless of how it ended, you think, well, there are a lot of teams that had a lot worse records so why are the Cardinals fifth to last when it comes to secondaries? Valid point. Absolutely valid point. The best, in my opinion, member of the secondary, any secondary could have, is an excellent pass rush. Just like I say, the best offensive lineman the Arizona Cardinals have ever had is Kyler Murray's legs. It's the same kind of thing, obviously focusing on the defense. But if you've got a pass rush that is in the backfield in the second and a half and the secondary only has to hold for less than two seconds. Yeah, that's ideal. 
regardless of the best secondary we've ever seen, if you've got no pass rush, the defense, they're reactionary. They're instinctual. They don't have plays to run. Well, I mean, obviously they have sets, but they're reacting to the offensive play set. So if you don't have a pass rush, it doesn't matter how great your, your secondary is. They can only cover for so long. So because of that, I tend to lean towards the vicinity that the Cardinals are ranked in. I think 27 is low. I mean, I don't think, I think 27 is low. I think that's the national media, uh, you know, angle on the Cardinals. We had Ari Mayrov on, I had Ari Mayrov on uh, Friday of last week. He talked about a couple teams that just don't get put on the radar for no reason whatsoever. He named the Chargers and the Cardinals as two of them, where it's just like, I don't get it. It could be a West Coast thing. Don't really know. But 27 out of 32 is a little low. And I think that you look at, so when you look at the innards of the secondary, you've got Buda Baker, who is probably the most underrated safety in the NFL. I just, I, I don't understand. Sure, he's got the highlights. He's got the biggest highlight of his career is DK Metcalf trailing him and tackling him on an almost pick six on Sunday night football. That's not fair, but that's the thing that people remember the most on a national sense. It got memed right away, the whole thing. Buda Baker is the heart and soul of this defense. He was last year. He emerged to be the year before in 2020. He emerged to be in 2020 when the Cardinals had, it, it was pretty, it was the Dallas Monday night game. It was Andy Dalton. Sure. But that was when people really started to recognize Buda Baker. Sure. A year too late, but what we've seen from him is he is the anchor. He's the pillar that I used to call players in like 2018. When I do this podcast, the pillars of the team, he is the singular pillar of the defense, both with leadership and play on the field. You could say JJ Watt. Absolutely intangibles jj watt he's on the field for 17 weeks he goes without saying death taxes jj watt producing like that's not that's not what we're talking about here but the impact on the defense as a whole you have buda baker as the leader in the clubhouse you just do i mean look, look at what he does he's not just a safety that 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 makes sure that uh offenses don't get over the top he's at the line of scrimmage they use him he's the swiss army knife for the defense People say it's it's Isaiah Simmons, but we've yet to see really the full floral arrangement of what Isaiah Simmons can do. He's trending towards it. We haven't seen it yet. We're seeing it now with Buda Baker. He is smack dab in the middle of what's probably going to be a very long prime in the NFL. And you hope that he's going to get another contract extension coming up soon. Like Buda Baker hopefully will retire in Arizona Cardinal. Unless he wants to go play for the Seahawks for his last couple of years, because I know he's from the he played in the Pacific Northwest. But by uh, by all accounts, you hope that he's an Arizona Cardinal for life. And after that, is Byron Murphy a cornerback one? When the pass rush is good, he is. We saw it during the first quarter towards the first third of the, of the season last year. Is Marco Wilson the guy that can take a step forward? We've seen flashes. We saw Isaiah Simmons' rookie year flashes of Marco Wilson for Marco Wilson last year during his rookie season. We've, we saw a couple oh-my-God moments, but then a couple like, man, what are we doing here? Um, and he's a rookie. He's a fourth-round pick. Like, he shouldn't have to be the cornerback, too, immediately. But that's the roster that's been that's been formed. And, you know, we'll see if he can take that step forward. You'd like to see it. And I'm going to get into – can I do it yet? I'll transition into the top five that I'm 
that I chose. This was from uh, a person on Twitter. Um, I'll give him kudos in a second for having an incredible, incredible uh, top five choice for a list to do. But overall, 27 is probably too low as a ranking, especially with how the Cardinals finished win-loss last year. But if you hold, if you take into account the pass rush has probably taken a little bit, a little step back this year with Chandler Jones gone. Sure, Marcus Golden's there. If they use Isaiah Simmons more of a pass rusher, we could see flashes here. Like there could be a, an Asan Reddick coming out party this year for Isaiah Simmons. We don't know. There's too much unknown to know what this pass rush is going to look like. Just sheer pass rush, not Vance Joseph getting fancy, blitzing corners and blitzing Buda Baker, etc. This is pure pass rush. It's taken a step back, which in turn makes this secondary a little bit more vulnerable, which yields a low ranking before the season starts. And in that light, I don't think this is that far off at 27, even though I do think it's a little low. The top five most important Cardinals that no one talks about. It's a hell of an idea. It's a hell of an idea. I'll give the person who came up with it kudos after the break first betonline.net listen as of yesterday the suns were a six to one favorite to land kevin durant if he doesn't go back to the new jersey brooklyn nets i think they were fifth or sixth in line miami was first but the suns being six to one brendan clean over locked on suns has got Content abound, even though Kyrie Irving opted in. I don't think that means jack for Kevin Durant necessarily. Bet online, though, is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news information. Go to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Remember, free. No paywalls here, baby. Doesn't matter. It's free. Sure, you got to listen to some live reads, but you don't have to pay anything to watch slash listen to all the incredible content across the Locked On Podcast Network. David Locke has done, I mean... When I got offered this gig in 2017 by David, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Never hosted a podcast before, worked in radio for, you know, 10 or 11 years at that point. Oh, no, at that point, it was like seven years. Um, And I was like, hell yeah, building a podcast, absolutely. And then slowly but surely. And that it went from slowly but surely to holy mackerel, look at what's being built here. A podcast for every NFL team, every NHL team, every Major League Baseball team, and every NBA team, and a whole slew of college sports teams. Like, this is, if you if you have a favorite team, if a family member has a favorite team, just Google locked on and enter that team name, and there's a podcast for it. Majority of it. I mean, 99%. And also have them subscribe to the YouTube channel for the Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Free and available on all platforms. Also, again, this season, I will be doing halftime shows. I will be doing post-game uh, reaction shows on top of the Monday podcast or Tuesday, you know, whatever, or Friday podcast, whatever the whatever day the, the game lands on. 
It's going to be so fun. The 2022 season is going to be so flipping fun. You know why? Because the Band-Aid is going to be ripped off. We're going to find out what this future, what the future of this organization is going to look like, and it's going to be awesome. Regardless of what happens, it's going to be awesome. So keep it locked to your Locked On Cardinals. Okay. So I'm going to do six top five lists starting tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. Okay? I'm not going to tell you what they are yet. There's still time to go on at Clancy's Corner. I tweeted about it. Give me your top five list that you want to see. And I'll pick a couple of the good ones. Like this one from Cody at Cody Kirk 90 uh, on Twitter. Like, these are good. He, he had a couple. This is my favorite. I'm going to use this one to wrap up Wednesday's Locked on Cardinals free and available on all platforms. No paywalls here. Top five most important Cardinals no one talks about. Okay. Number five. This is a guy who got some run last year early. He got some run last year early and then was injured and was out for the year. This is a guy who does all the intangibles. This is a guy who has two X's in his name, and his name is Max Williams. Um, Nobody talks about is loosely defined here because he was one of the fun storylines early on in the season before they traded for Zach Ertz. Like he was, he was fun. He was fun to talk about. And then obviously they drafted Trey McBride. So he kind of has gone on the back burner as a tight end for the Arizona Cardinals, predominantly because he's a blocking tight end. But guess what? The Cardinals are going to need a lot of help blocking this year. I wonder, like we're starting to see this where running backs and tight ends are stepping up, like in shotgun are stepping up a yard ahead of the quarterback to have the point of attack uh, closer to the on to the oncoming pass rush. I wonder if they're going to use him in the backfield at all, especially if Rodney Hudson retires, you're going to have to throw everything out the window with, with, with the schemes that the Cardinals are going to have to put together to cover that up. So you might see Max Williams in the backfield a little bit more. At least that's what I would suggest. Max, Max Williams, number five on the most, on the top five most important Cardinals. No one talks about thanks to at Cody Kirk 90 on Twitter. Number four. So you see the top two are easy here. The top two are very, very, very easy. But number four is going to be AJ Green. Now they don't, he doesn't get talked about positively. He is so important to the, he was so important to the Arizona Cardinals last year. Like sure. He didn't turn around six and a half games into playing with the quarterback in a new scheme. Sue him. Look at his history. One of the best, one of the best wide receivers we've seen since he's coming to the league out of Georgia. Okay. Unparalleled. He is a one percenter. Especially with what he did with Andy Dalton in Cincinnati when he was the only wide receiving option for the first handful of years. Okay. He was Kyler Murray's safety blanket down the field. It wasn't Christian Kirk. Okay. Zach Ertz had some time here, but AJ Green was the guy that he looked for. AJ Green had some miraculous catches on third and forever that converted first downs. Okay. In year two, in this system, even though he's at an advanced age, AJ Green, you can't teach 6'4, 220. You can't teach running every route in the route tree, and you can't teach his hands. He had some key drops last year. Absolutely. He's never not been a wide receiver one, except for maybe his last year in Cincinnati. But like, 
a second year where nobody's going to be able to account for him because of all the other young weapons the Cardinals have, watch out for A.J. Green. Like, if you're 18 years old and don't remember A.J. Green's prime, YouTube him and watch highlights on A.J. Green. The Cardinals still have him. Everybody wants to sign Julio Jones. The Cardinals have Julio Jones A, 1A, in A.J. Green. Okay? So please, please remember how important he is or learn to remember how important I implore you to do that. Number three on top five most important Cardinals nobody talks about, it's a brand new Cardinal in Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams, Darrell Williams, this dude, especially if you played fantasy football, you know what he can do as an RB1 when he needs to be. Clyder Rizalaire goes out. Darrell Williams comes in and he balls out. Like the dude can do both. He can handle the rock. Okay. He can probably touch the ball 15 to 20 times a game. He's not a backup running back. He's not a starting running back. He's smack dab in the middle. And that's a sexy ass spot to be in, especially when they signed him for pretty much nothing to be the RB2. And sure, you've got the Eno Benjamin. Uh, truthers out there i feel like we would have known already we've seen flashes if he can emerge as a third playmaker in the backfield this offense is going to be it's going to be not fair when deandre hopkins comes back it's going to be absolutely not fair but what we do know what we do know now is that at least in my estimation james connor should only touch the ball at most two-thirds of the time at most you want him for 17 weeks not incredible five weeks where he touches about 30 plus times. And Jarrell Williams can definitely be that one third of the other touches with production, not just to give James Conner a break. That's number three for me, okay? Number two for me, for the most important Cardinals that no one talks about, it's Marcus Golden, okay? Marcus Golden, junkyard dog, this dude, and I don't give him enough credit, and that's my fault. I apologized last week for this also. When talking about the pass rush, All I meant was you don't want necessarily Marcus Golden to be your lead pass rusher. You want to be the vice president? Absolutely. But the president at this time in his career, even though he's comfortable with Van Joseph's scheme, and obviously we've seen since they traded him for a late round pick, he's been one of the better moves that Steve Kime has made since 2013 when he took over for as GM of the Arizona Cardinals. That's not to be denied what Steve Kime has done, bringing Marcus Golden back. And also, He will be a leader. He's a great locker room guy. He is an Arizona Cardinal forever. Even though he's played elsewhere, he's an Arizona Cardinal forever. He's going to be a guy that Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons can lean on. Absolutely. That's something that I've missed also, and I apologize for that. With with Jordan Hicks' departure, Marcus Golden's still here. Okay? And if he can replicate what he did last year, one-to-one, this password is going to be a lot better than it's given credit for right now on paper. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he is one of the most under-talked about, yet important Arizona Cardinals out there. So that's why he's number two on my list. Number one, for the most important Cardinals nobody talks about, I mean, I feel like this is obvious that it's Jalen Thompson. Like, this dude, this dude is a dude. Uh, Another great Steve Kime move. A supplemental draft a handful of years ago out of Washington State. Dude comes in as a perfect backup dancer to Buda Baker. Perfect compliment. Backup dancer is not giving him enough credit. He is a perfect compliment to Buda Baker in the secondary. And those two make up a top seven 
uh, safety duo in the NFL. I don't understand why they don't get more credit. I think it's because they're on the Arizona Cardinals. If you ask, again, when, when Buda Baker signed his contract extension, one of my buddies who knows football more than anybody texted me and said, who is Buda Baker? I can pretty much guarantee that people don't know who Jalen Thompson is, who's, who aren't Arizona Cardinals fans, or, or who don't you know watch football religiously. Jalen Thompson is an absolute monster. And he is, once again, a perfect compliment. Some of the best open field tackles we saw to save chunk gains last year, Jalen Thompson. He's one of the bigger hitters in the league. He's, he's had some injuries, but the dude is the number one most not talked about, yes, yet important Arizona Cardinal. And that's the list. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. List season begins on Locked on Cardinals in full effect tomorrow and Friday. Six segments, six top fives. Bingo, bango, bongo. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Now make Locked on NFL your second listen. You can listen to me tomorrow with Tyler Rowland from Locked on Titans on Locked on NFL. But we've got shows five days a week, baby. Check it out on the YouTube channel and free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.